Hey, TABC family, welcome back to the podcast. We're glad to have you with us as we seek to go deeper into Sunday's teaching and ask the questions that will help us live out God's word in our daily lives. That's why we do this podcast, to equip the followers of Jesus here at 12th to grow in obedience and affection for him every day. Our hope is that at 12th, we would be a biblical community of kingdom people who are joining God in the restoration of all things, one person, one place at a time. And our desire is that our time together today equips you to do just that. Thanks for being with us. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. It is Jordan and Garen back. We are talking about Garen's sermon from the 26th of March, talking about struggle, talking about Genesis 32, talking about Jacob wrestling with God and getting his name changed to Israel. And I'm glad you did a sermon for all the weak faith people out there, Garen, just the people who struggle. Yes. And like, not like us, right? No, we, but we no. we knew we know we got to do that occasionally for people right. who struggle for the weaker people yeah. for the weaker people. <laughs> um, no, not true at all. That's a total lie. Everyone has struggle in faith. We do not believe that you can get to a place where you are walking perfectly and without doubt or without sin, because we are all. An IKEA spirituality, is that right? Yeah, we're not IKEA, we're fixer upper. Oh, because yeah. IKEA is perfect. Yeah, IKEA is perfect. It's a showcase. See, I thought it was IKEA because when I go into their showcase, like kids have like taken legs off couches and stuff <laughs> and it's kind of jacked up. So I thought that's what we were going for. No, we are not yeah. an IKEA spirituality. We don't have it all put together. We are still works in progress, stumbling towards Jesus yes. together. Yes. So that was the theme is that we need to be okay with the struggle of yeah. spirituality. We yep. we can't struggle with the struggle. We got to know that the struggle the walk towards Jesus is normal. It's going to be three steps forward, two steps back. It's going to undulate. Right? It's going to undulate. Yeah, it's going to shout out screw tape letters. C.S. Yeah. Lewis, chapter eight, very formative for me. That was so helpful to realize that the the measure of your walk with Jesus is not how little you doubt or how much you stumble, but yes. like, what do you do in those moments? Yes. And how what is, direction are you heading? And what direction? You and I are you talk a lot about that, yeah. right? Right. Not what's your position, but what's your direction? Yeah. What's your And so I'm stumbling, sure, but I'm stumbling and I'm falling towards him. Yeah. And not away from him. So just yeah. a super encouraging some of your messages are pretty uh like I walk away like, man, I felt convicted. I need to rearrange some things. This one wasn't so much like that. It was more encouraging, like, okay, yep. it's all right. That was the intent. It's all right. And having Nathan up there and it was all just so good, man. So yeah. I hope that there were people there that heard it. And maybe this will get shared to people who are maybe going through something and maybe it can open some eyes. Like, you know what? Being a Christian doesn't mean that I don't struggle yes. or doubt yes. or question God right. or whatever. Right. It's just that I can go to Jesus in those moments and he's my rock. Yep. So, and I can wrestle with him. And I can and wrestle in with the him. dirt. I can get dirty and he'll get in it with me. Yeah. And he's more than happy to do that. Also... My dude, you've been talking about the angel of the Lord for a while. And yeah. it's like, yeah, obviously. But the light bulb goes on that that was Jesus wrestling that was Jesus, Jacob. Yes. That is crazy to me. Yeah. I am praying for a, what are we up to in Chosen? Season four? I'm yeah. praying for a season four throwback. Oh, that actually does a throwback to the angel of the Lord. Jesus wrestles Jacob 
as an opener, wouldn't that be so sweet? We need to email Dallas Dallas, and tell him. I'm sure he needs more ideas. Bring an angel of the Lord in. (laughs) How many people does he have? Hey, Dallas, I know you probably got a job, but just so you know, this would be really cool. But wouldn't that be cool to have Jonathan Rumi who plays Jesus wrestling him? Yes. And depicted in it. Because you you even said like, the depiction of that is so whacked. Yeah. It's like angels and it's weird. Yeah. But like to to show, because the chosen is so good at that, showing not what really happened. We don't want to say that, but like, bringing Jesus down to a human level yeah, and just like, yeah, what really happened in the dirt? How yeah. did that actually look? Yeah. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Like you see two guys wrestling and it's dark. And then the day, as a day breaks, you see it's Rumi's face. And right. You, and then they cut out, they do the music. And then later Jesus is dealing with somebody wrestling and struggling. And you're like, that was wow, Dallas. That was are you listening right him. now? Because we just planned out the first 15 minutes of your season four opener. I don't know if you're aware, but stop, <laughs> stop filming. We've got it. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Okay, so to some things that you actually said, you said that everyone deals with the struggle. So we got to tear down this idea that it's just yep. weak believers or new believers or yes. lukewarm believers. It's like, no. Yeah. So, and how many conversations, Jordan, do you have with people that come to you who are oh, struggling? Yeah. And they're struggling with the struggle, and the struggle with the struggle is worse than almost the struggle. Right. And I think it's because they have a false narrative that I do think comes from that revivalism that we're living yes, for this. Yes, 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 yes. That's why I kind of brought that in, not just to be heady, but that that has shaped evangelicalism. A lot of people have talked about it. And one of the ways is it's created this spiritual perfection idea is yes. attainable. Yes. And so people struggle with their struggle. And I'm, I'm really trying to crash that party. Um, if you missed the message yesterday and you're kind of playing catch up with this, by struggle with the struggle, we mean that people get frustrated when they struggle with their relationship with God. Yes. That they think it should be something that is perfect. And if we're doing it right and we're not in sin and God is still favoring us, then man, our walk with him should be easy and sin-free and doubt-free. And it's like, you've got to cut that out and realize that that is not what it's like to follow Jesus. Yes. Yep. What was that quote at the end? The guy's like, if you, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you uh, hope to avoid what like confusion and frustration and doubt and all these things. It's like, then you probably shouldn't follow Jesus. Don't follow Yahweh and don't follow yeah, Jesus. Yeah, because walking with him yeah. inevitably is going to lead to some of this. Yeah. It's going to mess you up a I love bit. that quote. That's really, really good. Um, Yeah, we just talked a little bit about Jacob's struggle and what that actually looked like and kind of how that mirrors our struggle a little bit with God, that we can wrestle with him and... Uh, we come out of it, hopefully, for the better. Yeah, blessed with a better sense of our true identity. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so much. I, I, there was so much I didn't Limping talk sometimes. About. Yeah, you will come. That's one thing I didn't even talk about. You frequently, in those encounters, will come out broken to a degree in some of the self-dependence, but that's a good thing. Yeah. That's what wrestling does, is mm-hmm. it, it, bring, it generates humility, less self-dependence. There's a, man, we could have got, I could have gone a lot of directions with that, but it does mirror ours. And I just love his tenacity that he just hung in there like all night. And to me, that, what that shows me is he didn't know it was God at that time, but even when he realized he grabbed on still that tenacity, I want a blessing. And so he really clung Mm. to, he clung to God in all of that. He lived up to his name. Didn't let go. And so yeah, that, that that's what it is, is to be like, you know, God's in that wrestling with me many times. They might, I may not know it, and that's okay. And he's not afraid of it. Yeah. And he's not mad or shocked. Right. He, he'll get in it with me. Yeah. And he'll, he'll do it with me. Yeah. And that's what I, that's why I just, this story is so powerful. You know, people like to name their kids Bible names, and Jacob kind of snuck in there. 
Because we're not naming our kids Delilah and Samson and, you know, all these names that don't really mean good things. But Jacob doesn't really mean it's a not, great thing. No, everybody, yeah. Yeah, everybody who's a Jake, you're like, whoa, that's okay, what my name is. Okay, great. I'm a deceiver. <laughs> awesome. Um, That's another thing I didn't think of is like, Jacob might not have known who was wrestling at the beginning. So having that kind of background of knowing, okay, I'm coming this way on this highway. My brother, who's angry, possibly is coming this way. You know, did he send a spy after yeah. me? That never even crossed my mind. Yeah. So that little context was really pretty cool too. I love hearing all the little additives to the stories that help us to bring it down to a human level. It's not just the Sunday school lesson on the felt board and we're just supposed to take it at face value. Like these are human beings and human situations with yes. human emotions right. and fears yep. and hopes. And so to really see the human side of the story. Yeah. It's happened in everyone. Um, the Hagar story, the, the, the Elijah. Elijah story, like just bringing the humanity into it helps me to understand it so well and really like take some away. Yeah. So don't, don't stop doing that. That's really good. We talked about the reason that the struggle is real and that we should learn to accept the struggle is because we live in this tension, right? This already yeah. not yet. And you kind of showed it on the screen. And if I can you know, just like really simply put it and Garen, you can fill in the gaps for me. But basically when Jesus came, he ushered in the, the, the new kingdom, the kingdom of God is here, right? Yes. And so there are now little outposts of the kingdom everywhere. Yes. There are Jesus followers Yep. and we're seeing healing and redemption in small places, Yes. but it is not the overarching kingdom of the age because the enemy still is the overarching yep. kingdom of this age right now. And yep. one day when Jesus comes back, could be before we even finish this podcast, could be in a thousand years. We don't know, but on that day, the kingdom will be re-ushered in and God will once again reign just like in the Garden of Eden. Yes, and so the and kingdom finally. will be here fully and finally, right? Yep. But until then, we see God's goodness, we experience healing, we experience him closely, but it's still in the midst and context of yeah, brokenness. The corruption is still here and we still have our flesh. We've not That's not been totally wiped out. That won't happen until I meet him Yeah, face to face. Right, so we're living this time between the time and so that perfectionistic spirituality I talked about that that came out of that holiness movement, John Wesley's great. He brought a lot of great stuff, but that emphasis on entire sanctification and the perfect, actually that victorious Christian life that sometimes you hear came from that movement. Hmm. And that, and we want to, you can live, I'm not saying you can't, but it, it generates that perfectionism that is not in reality with where we are. That won't happen until new creation. Yeah, new creation, I'll live there and I'll right. be happy, but that expectation is is hurts me right now because mm. it makes me struggle with the struggle. Yes. So that already not yet is really significant. And that's why I too, I've kind of done it two weeks in a row. I want people to start thinking more in that pattern. So I'm sure you heard that in school. Did you guys talk about that when you were in school? Like the, eschological tension? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But a lot of people haven't heard that idea. And so that's what I'm trying to get it sure. out there. So. so do we live in like the most unique time in church history? Because... For thousands of years, God dealt a certain way with people. And, and we're now in this really small like part of the timeline where Jesus has ascended and brought the kingdom, but he's not here yet. And yes. it's, it's like we're in this really small window yeah. of this eschological tension. So I don't know. I just, seeing it up on the screen yesterday, it kind of made, made me realize in perspective, like we're kind of in this really small sliver yes, of time. We are in a very unique moment. Where God's kingdom exists alongside brokenness. Yes. Yep. And that's kind of a crazy thought yeah. because before it was only the temple, right? And so God was here, but sin was kept away. And now it's like God's kingdom and the kingdom of darkness. They're just butting up against each other and, and like rubbing up against each other and jostling for position almost. Yeah. 
which is pretty crazy yep. to think so about. So you go from creation <clears throat> to corruption to now we're in restoration, but we're in that middle section before he returns where the restoration is partial, yeah, not complete. Right. And in that partial, there's this tension that we all deal with. Yeah. And so it's like, let's know that and let's learn to live in that and quit struggling with the struggle so much. Yeah. Yeah. Don't struggle with the struggle. <laughs> Just know that it's going to be there. On that same note, Garen, can I, uh, can I push back on something? Oh, is that man. allowed? Yeah. Are you an authoritarian About ruler? once a month, but I'll, I'll let you. Uh, this I'll is my you. one pushback I get. Okay. okay. So you were saying, hey, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to struggle with sin. <clears throat> you sin. I sin. We all sin. It's okay. So the message, I think, was maybe like, you know what? You're going to sin. Just live in it. Just live in it. Just like yeah. it's fine. Yeah. You Holiness, know, who cares? Why would I need to be more holy when God's grace is so big and I don't need to struggle with the struggle? Like I don't need to try to be better. Yeah. I can just sit in this sin. So is that something wow, you're going good. for? Yeah. No. Because yeah, I gotta so tell you, can, I left church yesterday and I really you I really got to sinning. <laughs> so and I was like, you know what, Kate, I'm not supposed to struggle against this anymore. <laughs> I'm supposed to just give into it. And she said, I don't think that's how it is. But so can you set the record straight for us? Yeah. Um, so what I would say, yeah, that's really good that, and I almost said something about that yesterday, that it wasn't an excuse. It's Paul would say, oh, so we sin, that more grace will abound because right. God's good with us. And he says, God forbid. So right. there is still the desire. So what I'm, what I'm giving up is I'm giving up perfection. I still want to grow and, and God will move me and transform me gradually over time. And so I want to be part of that growth. I want to become more like him. I want to know him better. But the, the, I think it's getting rid of the perfection thing that I think we strive for. Okay, okay. And chilling out on that. But yeah, definitely that was not a call for, hey, we're all okay. It's good. You sin, I, okay. I think we can make a Christian song out of that when you said that. Like, you sin, I sin, we yeah. all sin. We just, actually, we started teaching of, kids in Sunday school yesterday, second service yeah, about it. We're just, like, all right, kids, new game plan. <laughs> you sin, I sin, it's okay. No, we did not do that if you're a parent, don't worry. So what would you say? What if a youth this week grabs you and well, says, "What is that just, so can Karen I, basically said, I'm, I'm just, I can just kind of Let me just whatever. clarify real quick, make sure I understand. So when you say don't struggle against the struggle, you're not saying don't struggle against the Holy Spirit no, sanctifying you. Right, nope. Because that is a struggle as well, yes. to like be sanctified. Yes. So don't fight against that. Don't yep. give up on that and say, well, right. I'm just going to sit in my muck. Yeah. And just, well, I'm here. Aaron said, don't struggle against it. You're saying struggle you're saying don't struggle against the struggle for perfection. Yes. Basically, don't feel the need to be perfect. Yes. So perfection is what we're trying to eliminate, not holiness. Yes. And like that impossible yes. standard is what we're trying to eliminate, yep. not sanctification. Yes. Right. Okay. I think I'm getting yeah. it. Yeah. And even that, te I, I read that if that Hebrews text, and I didn't know the first part, but the first part he talks about, you know, he says, um, the sin that you know, easily entangles you. Yes. And like put that off and fix your eyes on Jesus. And then he says, consider him in your struggle against sin. So he's still calling us. He's saying it is a struggle, but in the struggle, you still, you keep your eyes and you want to pursue him. Mm. And to me, that's kind of what Jacob is, is Jacob wasn't like, ah, forget God. He, man, even when he realized it was God, he clung even more to him. So it's that I'm still pursuing him and I want to know him and I do want to grow and I want the Holy Spirit to transform me. I'm just going to chill out a little bit on the expectation of, yeah of no struggle. Excellent. Yep. Sorry, you were asking me something and I cut you off. Uh, yeah, what would you say if a youth this week's like, hey, I, here's what I got from what Garen said is just, I can do whatever I want. Like, mm. It doesn't matter. I'm just curious, how would yeah, you? Yeah, I would say, how would your boyfriend or girlfriend feel about that if you said <sighs> that? 
like that's good. somebody you're in a relationship with and supposedly care about. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, they're asking things of you or want you to act a certain way, have respect for them in certain ways and lead them in certain ways. And you're just like, nah, um, I'm done struggling against that. I'm just going to be me. Yeah. You'd get broken up with it real quick. Yeah. Like if you're in a relationship and it really is about mm-hmm. the other person, mm-hmm. then you're going to do things that please them and you're going to do things um, where you can grow together, right? Yeah. And you're going to abide together yes. well right. yes. and serve each other well. And so yeah. um, Christ has served us in the ultimate way that he laid down his life for us. And so we can now be servants or slaves to him and laying down our lives, laying down our flesh for him, not struggling against becoming more like him, but struggling against this idea that I've got to be perfect. Yeah. So, and yeah. what you said just fits kind of how I ended that legitimate questions to me show engagement. The opposite of love is indifference. So if somebody just says, hey, mm. forget, you know, you want me to be faithful to you or whatever, not, to me, that's, that demonstrates indifference, which yeah. demonstrates they're not engaged with God yeah. and they really don't care. So what we're saying is in your love and care and pursuit of God, just quit struggling with the struggle. Yeah. Quit trying to be perfect. Yep. It's okay. Um, can we just talk about how great Nathan Lee was for a sec? Yeah. I don't, I don't you know, I don't want to do that too much because I, I'm learning that every time I have somebody up, that's like, they do better than the sermon. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting to where I feel like I'm not even some, necessary. Like, let's just interview people you need to every pick week. some dumber people for sure. Cause you got too many great <laughs> people up there, Garen. No. Yeah. Shout he, out Nathan Lee. He, he was did great. He did really great. I agree. He listed those five things that uh, we would need to remember about doubts and faith. I'll just read them really quick. But one, Jesus won't turn your way in your doubt. Two, you're not alone in your doubt. Three, share your doubts because it grows in isolation. Four, get specific with your doubt because it grows in ambiguity. And then five, ask questions and seek answers either on your own or with somebody else, depending on what it is. Um, those are all great. The ambiguity one really did it for me though. Yeah, that was, I agree. I, I think we've all s- said and understand, yeah, you know, don't keep your doubts to yourself because doubts don't <clears throat> destroy faith. Doubts and isolation destroy faith. Yes. We've all heard that. Most of us maybe have heard that. I've heard that. A new one to me was the ambiguity one that this vague cloud of doubt living over me mm. can be really just like life sucking yes. and soul crushing yes. and is impossible to address because you don't even really know what it is. Yeah. But when he talked about his little method of, of having a conversation with your doubt on a page with pen and paper and getting specific about, okay, what are you really doubting? Okay, what scriptures say about that? Okay, well, what are the implications of that? And just getting really specific, that is powerful yeah. because doubt does not stand a chance in that in yeah. that setting. Yeah. You're going to address it with God's word and not to say it's going to fix your problem immediately, but man, when you can take steps towards uh, addressing specific doubt and eliminating with scripture yeah. and wisdom from others, yep. that's big time. Yeah. If you get it narrowed down, you're like, this really is my ultimate question. And then you also, you can go to somebody who like is up on all this and be like, hey, what's the best book I can read that deals with this question? Because you pinpointed right. it and you can really hone in and do some surgery with that. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that too. Because if you, I mean, try and answer a vague question. You can't do it. If there's a vague question that I ask you, and I'm like, Garen, like, I don't know, what's like the best uh, basketball team in college? You know, I don't know, up to you or not not with stats, just like with what you feel or I don't know. If I ask you something really open-ended, it's like, well, there's no way to really answer that. But if I'm like, Garen, specifically, who had the most points per game this season? If it's like, oh, I can go yes, to it and I know right, this, right. you get an answer. Yeah. 
So we got to do that with our doubt too. We got to really hone it in and say, what am I specifically wondering? Am I doubting that God actually exists? Okay, well, let's look into the argument for God. Am I doubting that God's actually good and cares? Well, let's dig into that. I mean, let's really get specific about what we do or don't believe here. Yeah. And I've got something to say to people who are in first service who didn't hear something I said second. So he said that invite Jesus into your doubt Mm -hmm. and then don't do it in isolation. And so afterwards, somebody came up to me and they said, what, what really hit them, the thought is I talked about when God wrestled Jacob, he wasn't bringing his full weight to bear on him. He came in weakness yeah, right. and he restrained himself because he was ultimately seeking Jacob's blessing. And he said, as you talked, he said, I thought in my own life, anytime I don't invite Jesus into my doubt and I do it in isolation, what I'm doing is I'm leaving room for Satan to be the primary influencer on me. Oh, yeah. And he said, when Satan comes in to wrestle me, he brings his full weight. Mm. Unlike God, mm. he'll bring his full weight to defeat me. Whoa. And he said, so even more why, and I mentioned that second service because I thought that was so good. Why wow. I need to bring Jesus into it and not do it in isolation because Satan will come into that. The enemy will not he, bring training wheels. He, he will not bring training wheels. He will he's bring gonna, the full force. He'll bring full force. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. He wants to put that. That's really wants, good. Yeah, I thought that was really good. So Dang. Um, shout out to to Sam who who shared that with me. Wow. That was really good. Sam who? Who was Sam that? Humphreys, man. Whoa. Yeah. That was really profound. Even, like, our, sec- even our security guys yeah, are wise. safety like, guys. Top, like, top yeah. to bottom. It's yeah. just a They're strong... theologically sound. I'm like, Sam, I need you to get up there. And he goes, there's no way I'm going up there. But wow. I just, I love the comment. And it was That's a really good. really good thought for me too. So, okay. Shout out. That was great. Okay. So don't struggle against the struggle for having a perfect faith, right? Don't, don't feel like you got to do yep. that. And just so, and what that means is let's quit hiding this stuff. Let's quit hiding it. And Let's so living in isolation for the youth, for anybody who's in the campus ministry with ESU, anybody in the church, find somebody, your small group, a trusted friend, you yeah. know, come to me, Jordan, Jason, whoever, and say, this is where I am. Honestly, I'm yeah. in the struggle. Yeah. Would you, I just need some people to pray with me, to walk with me in yeah. it. I'm not going to hide this anymore. That's my challenge. And when you're doubting or when you're hurting or you don't know what to believe, don't turn to social media. And don't turn to like comparison and don't turn to all these other junk food things. Like turn to something real. Turn to a friend who knows Jesus. Turn to God's word. Turn to prayer. And who knows you. Who knows you well. Yeah. Like turn to a real answer. Don't just fill your life up with junk or you're going to get junk results. So So it'd be great, Jordan, is if people quit struggling with struggling. And if there's some people out there struggling who they've been doing it in isolation if if some people would like be like I'm gonna start engage, I'm gonna engage some people. Yeah, maybe that if you're struggling be. in isolation with something, maybe it's something specific, or maybe it's just that vague cloud that Nathan referenced. Would you commit to just reaching out to somebody and having coffee this week, and just saying, "Hey, do you have 20 minutes for me to just share something with you?" Yeah. And you'll be amazed, even just by verbalizing, how it gets the ball rolling. And you don't have to commit to reading a book or doing a Bible study or anything like that. But if you just share with somebody who you know cares about you and begin a conversation, you'll be amazed what God does with it. So would you just commit to doing that, taking a small step to eliminating your doubt this week in community? And that's what we got. Yep, that's good, man. Um, you were pleased with the final four? Yeah, I just know that there are probably people in our audience right now who are struggling with the struggle. Yeah, welcome uh, to the life of a Jayhawk fan, man. I'm glad y'all, you know what? Yeah, fans, I'm getting we, to an Elite Eight. And we not- have more in common now because y'all understand what it's like 
to have an open road to the title game and, and just then, blow it. Yeah. So we can be brothers yep. in that now. You like reach in Oregon. It looks like the championship oh, years. Man. How many times is KU in you the Elite VCU Eight? You to go to the Final Four yeah. and trip. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh. How many times have so, we... So we know what it's K-State like K-State fans, hey, we understand. We've been there. We get it. Yeah, welcome to the struggle. Welcome to the struggle, guys. So, yeah, okay. Next week, Garen, any any teaser or what's going on there? Yeah. Palm Sunday, right? Um, Palm Sunday. We're going to do a little bit, talk a little bit about that, but I'm going to go back to one of the names a little bit and flesh out a new, a different approach to it. So, um, one that was really rich. And so that's kind of where we're going. Okay. Guys, do not struggle with the struggle. Do not feel the need to be perfect. In your doubt, share it, pray about it, take it to God. Um, man, 12th is a place where there's, I feel like community is a pretty good strength of ours. Like there's people here who care about you and I hope there are people in your circle who care about you. So um, don't try and fight Satan one-on-one because he won't relent. He will not. Like the father did. He'll bring his full weight and it will not go well for any of us. So yeah. All right, guys, have a great week.